Hello, I'm Nurse Thea. And I'm Nurse Catherine. This is the show where we assess, diagnose, and attempt to cure the many ailments of the fashion industry. It is an epidemic. And this is Fashion, fashion Hospital. Hi, Fashion Hospital. I have an emergency. Help me. I don't know how to wear ballet pumps. The designer is not the designer. Welcome back to Fashion Hospital. Got some terrible news. The nurses have had the worst week of their lives and we're coming to you live from the hospital beds. (laughs) How's your temperature, darling? Absolutely through the roof. I'm spicy hot. Spicy hot. That's the flavour of your... (laughs) That's my crisp (laughs) flavour. What's mine? Mm, Salty. Not personality-wise, but you definitely look like you're a vanilla crisp. Fuck off. You're literally white as snow. So Actually, you're quite pink at the moment. Ugh, porky crisps. We had a terrible fashion experience last night, which we'd like to talk about, which is oh. we went to the pub in our normal, Lovely I was going to say clothes. normal work clothes. Um, oh, normal work clothes. <laughs> just our normal Great pub clothes. Outfits. And we got asked at the door if we were part of the Hindu upstairs. And we were like, hmm, maybe they look amazing. offended. Yeah, a bit offended, but thought like maybe they look great. Got in there, they were covered in gems. Like f- all the face gems, <laughs> fancy dress. <laughs> they were dressed as like, what is it, like barbarian someone ladies? Someone was wearing a, like a dirndl and someone was wearing like a superhero <laughs> outfit. And on three separate occasions, we were told, oh, were you with the hen party? We were like, absolutely not. We got asked by the bouncers, we got asked by the, like, the barman. He was like, oh, you're part of the hen party? We were like, no, like leave us the fuck. What were we wearing? Uh, I thought I looked really normal. I was wearing like little like those like Gautier like lace up trousers and like a nice vest, and you were wearing like a purple fluffy coat. Yeah, like loads of like accessories, but like uh, yeah, I had like a sparkly hairband and sparkly earrings, so maybe they were confused. But not like fucking face gems. But they weren't mental. No, they it weren't kind of, in fancy dress. It kind of confirms my fear that we talked about like oh, way back when of thinking that no one understands the nuance in our outfits and that's just like absolutely confirmed it. Yeah, it was actually heartbreaking. And the worst part is that wasn't actually even the bad parts of our week. That was just like the <laughs> fucking cherry on top. Like, the worst we were like, ever. now we are actually going to kill ourselves. So we both checked ourselves in. We're in the bed. Yeah, we're strapped, that, strapped down. <laughs> so we can't hurt ourselves. We're in the elevator <laughs> down to the morgues. <laughs> Been resuscitated like 19 <laughs> times. <laughs> but at oh. least we can keep laughing. Yeah. What else do we have in this world? Nothing. So I've no doubt many of you will have seen the news of the absolutely dire strait of the publishing and digital media industry. We've had the news that Paper Magazine has completely closed its doors. Vice is apparently headed for bankruptcy any day now. Has laid off loads of staff. We have BuzzFeed and fuck knows whoever else behind the scenes. Hiring, hiring, hiring AI. Hiring AI. <laughs> um, using AI instead of writers, which is ugh, slightly terrifying. Very, very terrifying. Rumours, loads of other magazines. Rumour has it. And digital <laughs> publications are headed the same way. Loads of layoffs across the industry. And then at the sharp other end, we have the likes of Vogue, who have now put all of their content behind a paywall, which Including is... Including Vogue Runway, which fucking is savage. Rude. So... Although, I, secret that you told me the other day about Vogue Runway is that you can actually get it on the app for app free. On your phone. Or Although now li- we've said that, <laughs> acting like the person in charge that's listening to the podcast. I was like, <laughs> now we've said that, they'll immediately stop. No, I think that they probably will change it eventually, but for now... Oh, you know, at least it's a thing. And also a little Life hack. hack. 
is that for the kind of publications where you get one free article a month and stuff before they make you paywall it, if you open the tab in like incognito mode on your phone, you can just keep getting your one article over and over and over again. Yeah. Also, sometimes you can like flick it open, screenshot it, and then off you pop. Yeah. Or like stop um, the loading before it loads the paywall. The paywall's always like the last thing that loads. Or sometimes as well with some websites, I think they're getting more sophisticated at it now. You can go into like the, if you use like Google Chrome, you can go into like the developer tools and figure out which part of the website is coded as the paywall and delete it. And it's quite often just like a little white box over the top of the text. And you can sometimes delete that and then read it. I can't work out whether we're the good guys or the bad guys doing this. Like, are we like the Robin Hood taking steam? Well, yeah, we're like, why are the magazines closing? So sad. <laughs> we're like, here's how you can get it for free. <laughs> it is Robin Hood. It's cool. We're like chaotic evil. Yeah. I mean, I do think the writers should get paid, but like, or not by us. good. I mean, I think they, neutral, maybe. they need to deserve to be paid. I mean, everyone deserves to be paid, but like they need to do better. They do better. Do better. <laughs> so, what what do you think is the the fucking problem? Where are they all going wrong? Um, where are they going wrong? I mean, where where how do magazines make money historically? Advertisers. I feel like I'm doing a, a school test now. <laughs> Tick. Advertisers. Is that right? I mean, yeah. Well, um, it's all the if you look at well, I'm talking about just online, but the magazines are the same. It's like all the articles on Vogue. Well, not all of them, but like a large portion are like Bella Hadid's new jumper, how to get it. Although actually Vogue are getting better with some of their um, columnists. But you can't tell me... they've got some good ones, but so they have so much shit. But you can't tell me that even the good writers behind the scenes aren't being told. Okay, like make sure if you mention in passing like, oh, I was in the pub and I got too hot the other day, so I took off my Valentino jumper. Like, they're still going to... 100%, 100%. They might appear being unbiased because compared to, like, a shopping page full of affiliate links or, like, a couple of days ago, I was really curious about what the... um, who was considered the best dressed from the Met Gala in different publications. And I looked at the one on Vanity Fair and practically every single one in this list was like, oh, well, they're only there because that's an advertiser. Or like, no offence, she's like a, a beautiful, attractive woman, but like Selma Hayek is in there despite wearing an absolutely fucking atrocious dress because she's married to the fucking head of LVMH. Like, she looked bad. She wasn't sure. there because she was the best dressed. She was there because like, it's like her husband is fucking paying their bills. Yeah. So, like, how can there be journalistic integrity? Yeah. Like, the wider world is so fucking hooked on propaganda now, generally, that I think it carries over into everything. But I think as there's now advertisers starting to, like, spend money in... they have Advertisers have, like, more places than ever, ever to put their money. They could be doing social media advertising. They could be, like, paying influencers. They could... Well, I suppose that's where a lot of it goes. But the amount, like the share of the pie that's for the traditional media companies, I think is getting much smaller. Yeah, I was um, going off on a, like a tangent in my head thinking about like the columnists and what you were saying about them being paid and like why they're not in the print magazines. I feel like I would actually buy it if I had to. Are they not? I, no, I don't think so. Like, you know, like, well, the ones I like are Annie Lord and Raven Smith that I can just think off the top of my head. And I would rather read a column in like a paper. But maybe it costs, maybe they'd have to pay them more to put it in print. It's such a long time since I've bought a print magazine. It's tricky. Like, I'm not sure. Like, what's the reason these people aren't in print? Or, like, the good writing's not in print? Like, I'm sure they have, like, it seems like they put all their, like, highest paid people on the on the internet with the paywall. I mean, I think the thing is, is that back in the, like, the early days of, like, the internet really kicking off when so many publications were so slow to adapt... And then it seemed to be that to start with, they were only putting a selection of like 
their best journalism online and keeping the rest of it for the magazine and then now it's kind of gone the other way and especially because of the like desperate need for like clicks and clicks and new 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 content all the time if you think of how much is in a magazine that's what how much is a magazine like 200 pages and like half of that is ads so they've got 100 pages of content but if you think they probably post like that many features online like every single week that's probably why they have to do also so many things like Bella Hadid's jumper and that stuff has to be like time specific because if they don't post about it today someone's going to have already read about it in a competing magazine even though it just means they all end up yeah. posting the same shit because they all will get in first thing on like a Monday morning be like right who or what the weekend alright let's post about like those socks that Kendall Jenner wore with her blazer and blah, 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 blah. and then they all just do the same stuff and by like Monday afternoon you've been bombarded with all this stuff ever and also you'd already seen it all on social media anyway so it's not new to anyone yeah well you, you can see how much goes up and also like you look and look at like, the job description for those jobs at like Vogue now and like they have to bang out like at least three or four a day like nobody has that many good ideas like not even like proust have four good ideas a day well i mean at the end of the day even if you there's the makings of a great idea but it takes time and work to think about it and to like oh my god i was about to say like rumigate that's not a word you have to rumigate on ruminate. it ruminate that's the word i was, I was like rumigate fornicate you have to fornicate <laughs> on a good idea <laughs> I mean, but no, it's completely true. But the thing is, instead as well, I don't necessarily know if magazines, as I say magazines, we kind of mean the kind of, their websites, whatever. It's all kind of under the same umbrella really now, isn't it? But I don't necessarily think that they care as much about a good idea as they care about clicks. Well, that's they, how they make their money, isn't they it? They need so. mass appeal so they can turn around and say to the advertisers, we get four million unique visitors a month. So that means that you should give us this much of your advertising budget. And they need that to keep going. Otherwise, they'll have to start fucking closing down and laying everyone off. So it's like... Yeah, nobody cares about the, um, <laughs> what's that quote just came to my head? That's like, nobody cares about being, um, nobody cares about working hard anymore. But, well, like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, that was about, like, nobody cares about like the glamour of it anymore. Which like, no, you know, we were talking about um, like Dana Freeland going like way over budget. Yeah. Like, I don't think Vogue really cares about being like the most exhilarating thing. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think Vogue has a bit of an identity crisis in the age of, like, since Anna Winter has made it, like, obviously it's 30 years or so now since she really brought this whole, like, everything being about celebrity. And then since the internet's came along and democratised everything further, I think Vogue has a bit of an identity crisis of knowing who they're for. Because on the one hand, they've always been this quite, like, elite, like, publication for the, like, the the 1%. Then on the other hand, they want to have, like, mass appeal and get the clicks and, like, da-da-da. But how do you be aspirational and also, like, relatable enough for people to give you like two and, minutes of their time every single day by clicking through to your website like and i don't also, know how everyone's it... got a voice to criticize you like when we bought a magazine in like 2005 or whenever we were like teenagers and obsessed with them like if we didn't like something or didn't think it was like interesting or diverse or like didn't represent us you just flick past it we'd just be like maybe talk to our friends but even then we were like wouldn't and there wasn't enough choice and we didn't have phones to like go on and be like i just go through someone's Instagram. No, now that someone's going to like now, make like a TikTok criticising yeah. it and go viral about like Now if you don't like it, like you can tell everybody. So the magazines are scared to take risks. Is this what you think? Yeah, I just think they have to like make themselves like palatable to absolutely everybody rather than being like, we're untouchable because they were untouchable. I think this is the interesting like, thing Unless though. you're going to write to their PO box and they'll just like put it in the bin. Whereas now you can literally yeah. be like, you have to listen to my opinion. They'll maybe like, publish I want a letter. to see this. It's, it feels so strange, though, because I think part of what makes 
what I think is an interesting development on the internet generally over the last decade or so is the kind of like hyper nicheification of everything. And it's kind of in the way that people say that there's no subcultures anymore, but actually I feel like in the same way there's more than ever. And it's just that people all exist in their own weird pockets of the internet. And like my version of the internet will be slightly different to yours, to yours. And like what I see on Instagram or TikTok or whatever will be different to you. And all these different ways you can cater something to your specific tastes and interests. Mm. Or like if there is a great writer, you can subscribe to their subscription. It's like you don't or... know someone until you've like seen their explore page on Instagram. And then you're like, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Like you can like really, you think you like love someone and then you see their explore page is all just like, like bubbling pizza and you're like I know exactly what you've been doing <laughs> I know what you look at it's like I look at mine and mine's all like I think that I'm so like interesting and the mine's all just like Instagram therapy like what I'm screenshotting but it is a really interesting thing in the way that how can a magazine ever compete with that no if I can literally just go on and be like if my favourite thing, for example, was looking at like the problem pages and like the real life stories, if I can get that, like my page has already set it up for me that everything I could possibly want is it's there. spoon feeding you what you yeah, want. Yeah, I don't have to look for it. I don't have to put someone's name in. It's literally on my explore page. Like it's... I realised yesterday I like engaged with something because I wanted to like, I wanted to buy a pillow. And I like... You wanted to buy a pillow. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I, wanted to buy, I wanted to buy a pillow. So I like sent... I sent the page to someone and then I like screenshotted it and then suddenly it was like coming up on my feed it's, yeah, like, it's all day and I was like, you are not going to let me forget that I wanted that pillow. Yeah, I just don't think that, I can't imagine how these big media companies, they must be trying or at least have tried it in some way to find a way to adjust their content to suit the interests of the user because if you knew you could go on Vogue or Dazed or whoever and it would only show you the stuff that you you in knew you liked like based on like the previous things that you'd interacted with or whatever it's a, another part of this whole like do we actually like or not like the way that all these apps track us everywhere but if you could go on their website and only see the versions of that stuff that you always liked whether it was like it prioritized showing like the editorials and the columns and the horoscopes like whatever but didn't really show you like Kendall Jenner's new tank top like every single day mm-hmm. do you think you'd be more likely to like use it yeah I mean this is going slightly like what we would what we would do but like I would kind of I'd want that as like an app I'd more like to use an app than like deliberately go on a website each day and like hope the algorithm has done it for me you'd rather like it had to be something as like intoxicating as Instagram where it's like pinging your notification of like something you want and you're constantly like opening it well I suppose this is how people go on a website unless they're like linked to it like you have to really grab someone well, this is the website. thing. Like, people seem to have been like, like with Paper Magazine in particular, people seem like kind of surprised because, on the one hand, everyone's saying they do all these amazing editorials through the years. There's always one that people can think of, whether it's the whole, if you remember years of the stupid, like Kim Kardashian breaking the internet, or they did that amazing shoot with Rihanna, or like where she had like the kind of like Liberty Spike, like crazy hair, and yeah. in the kind of corner shop. And all these images are yeah, incredible. Very, very good. But if. The thing about something like Instagram is it's like if someone, whether you or someone else is just posting all of your stuff on Instagram, what's going to bring someone to your website? Yeah. What if you need to leave people like wanting like more? those pictures, you would kind of, if they, if you had an app and they were like pinging you those pictures and you wanted to be like the first person to post them, then you would put them on Instagram yeah. and you'd like subscribe to the app because you're going to see the pictures first. Like, this is not my area of expertise, obviously, but like, it makes more sense, doesn't it? But the thing is as well, it's... I feel like it, this has all got kind of worse without talking, oh, the Instagram algorithm's evil, blah, blah, blah. But you notice firsthand in the last kind of year or so with how it's, how much it's changed 
there'll be like certain images that will be everywhere for like a couple of days. And then once someone sees, oh, that's doing really well, the algorithm is liking how people interact with that. And then everyone starts reposting and reposting and reposting. And for like two days, there'll be, oh, Pamela Anderson's heaven campaign or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's gone and it'll be something else. Yeah. And it's like, how do you transform that into actual traffic and clicks to your website? And you think about the amount, the size of a team that's involved in a shoot and like how much money and effort but and skill so goes into it for it to depressing. be a flash in the pan and gone. Well, it's like, it's just, it seems so like sad and cynical for it to be like all that money and effort for it to be like the main place people see it is on like a tiny, like two inch by four yeah. inch screen. You want everyone to like, oh, send us like, I don't know, subscribe to, maybe it's, yeah, you subscribe and every month or every six months you get this amazing big art print of like one of their editorials or something. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, well, it's like, um, like tearing it out and putting it on your bedroom wall. Yeah. Which you used to fucking love. And now it's just, oh, well, yeah, if I not scroll through my right saved my on Instagram, it's great. But like, it's not the fucking yeah. same as living inside a room covered in like, oh, you still yeah, like do it like with that Italian Vogue. And like, oh. Like those pictures, like, I, w- I probably would put like the Rihanna ones up. Yeah, they were great. They're, like good pictures. And fun. Yeah. But like, just resharing it is more like, it just seems very cynical. It's like, I've seen it, I get it. And I know there's obviously like, for a lot of people, there's like joy in it as well. Like, I love it, so I want to share it. And it's like my identity, but putting it in like physically in yeah. your room is so like glorious. No, and it's it's like it takes it an extra step. It's like being like this is something real that I want to be a tangible thing in my life. Yeah, people wouldn't necessarily buy a magazine to do that now because you can just like order a print so easy on the internet. Like if we had wanted to like see a beautiful picture like from a fashion editor, we would have to buy a magazine. Do you think from they a shop. are though? Do you think a kid like kids are like ordering prints and stuff, or even just saving a picture and printing it out? I do feel people like have printers? Is that even a th- do people still have printers in their house? I don't know. I suppose, yeah, you'd order it from somewhere. But I think people would buy a print from somewhere like Amazon. Like you'd just type into Google or whatever, like Kate Moss editorial, and like you'd suddenly see like a thousand like amazing the face covers and print them in A1 and you've got a poster. Mm, yeah. Like you've got every picture in the world. But if the magazines were good, people would, wouldn't do that. It's that whole like feel like I talk about this all the time, but how everyone is so fucking addicted to the nostalgia of times gone by, but that's it's kind of two-sided because on the one hand yeah all that stuff was great and feels special and magical but the stuff now just doesn't fucking compare like it doesn't it's not it's not good enough and yeah maybe part of it is like that the budgets aren't what they used to be but also all the like fucking like full look policies from advertisers and stuff means editorial isn't interesting yeah but and- also what looks amazing on like an a4 piece of paper on a wall is very different to what looks good on like a screen and like it, they're it, two totally different things. It's like what if, it's like going to the cinema and watching something and being like, "That's an amazing image," and then watching it on like an iPad. It's like you can't. No, if, it's if true. What you're doing is making a beautiful picture. Like if you've already decided that the beautiful picture is for Instagram, then it's not going to look good in the magazine. Like, if your priority is the advertisers on that, then yeah, they're not going to care. It does affect your creative decisions. It does with me, like with what I do, and I hate it. I would never do something purely because it works on Instagram. But when you rely on this platform for earning a living. And for getting like the traffic in whatever form, like it does affect your decisions. And you do think, oh, shall I, shall I produce this or this? It's like, yeah, well, that I know will Works. perform really well on Instagram. And so it's, it's, it sounds so cynical, but everybody does it because it's so unpredictable, and so many people rely on it so much. And I think the fashion industry, in particular, more than a lot of other industries, relies on Instagram because it's a visual platform. But yeah. you have to. This, it has so much power. And even though everyone's saying Instagram's dying, Instagram's dying, like it's still got the chokehold on people. Yeah, it's not really dying. Like it's, 
Yeah, I don't know. And because I don't think that, like, obviously TikTok is still visual, but I don't think it's as. Well, it's like Instagram was originally literally just visual, wasn't it? Whereas now it's like people put huge captions on it. So maybe in that sense, it's dying as being like people's diary because we've got um, Substack and things like that coming back. So for it being like people's real, like, I mean, Bella Hadid does it a lot, but like people are doing it less, I think, of like pouring their hearts out on Instagram. I mean, I think, I think pe- it will move more and more and more towards like actual writing. Well, I think this is where people are starting to realise now, whether it's, yeah, through the sub stacks or through Instagram introducing this subscription kind of thing for creators on Instagram as well, is everyone's starting to realise like there's people that are willing to pay you for your perspective. Because at the yeah. end of the day, some of these great old columnists, they weren't necessarily absolute experts. A lot of this is what is that they're relatable. That's why people are like, till the end of time, will be obsessed with like Carrie Bradshaw because they're relatable. Yeah. And why would you pay Vogue three quid a month to like look at the fucking Vogue runway or to read about Bella Hadid's trainers if instead, and I don't think she does this, but if instead you could give that three pound a month directly to Bella Hadid to hear what she thinks of her trainers. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, she should do that. That's how, You should get in touch with her agent. <laughs> people would though. Like, like, you'd actually rather, or like somebody you really cared about being like, I'd rather hear like your top 20 trainers because I yeah. want to be you. Well, there's a few people. It's not being like relatable even. It's like people want people want someone to like look up to and pretend to be like I feel like that's the whole thing with Instagram is it's just looking at it and being like I'm creating like everything I want or like I find funny well it's quite exciting in the way of like there's certain podcasts that I love I subscribe to a few people's like Patreons and I subscribe to a few people's Substacks and whatever and it's actually quite exciting like when these things pop up in like your inbox like mm. it's exciting and I'm like oh great like it's just a little pick me up you don't have to wait for like but in the way that in the past I'd be like oh my god is it this Thursday that the new L comes out oh my god I can't wait and then I'd go to the magazine I'd go to like the magazine shop and be like oh fuck no it's next week oh so annoyed like I'd be so excited yeah, I'd I always buy them like, like the, the next day, day it comes out but now that's like filtered through and every single time you've got a little bit a little bit a little bit and it's like it kind of keeps you going, but it is also the way that people's like reliant on like serotonin now is a bit fucking <laughs> yeah, like they're in the dopamine hit of like I want it, I want it, I want yeah. it, like, click, 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 click. So I mentioned that I am subscribed to a couple of different Patreons, Substacks, that sort of thing. Do mm. you subscribe to any of those? No, I actually don't subscribe to anything. I don't subscribe. Yeah, at all. I'm surprised that you do, actually, but I like it as an idea. I think it's because I want to live in a world where people want to support the individual to do stuff like that. Like, I'd like to see a day where people will be willing to do that with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. And I actually really like that you do. I like that that's a thing. I suppose I kind of hate myself for doing it in a way. I feel like a sucker. Like, every month when it comes out, I'm like, ugh. But I, I really enjoy the content. But I do it for apps. Like, there's so... <laughs> so you do, as I recently so... <laughs> Uh, I just she's laughing because I literally pay for like uh, well (laughs) go on (laughs) there's some that's like 20 pounds but I like pay for literally everything under the sun if you looked at my list apparently it's really worth it it's really worth it it's my manifestation app (laughs) (laughs) it, it is actually worth it but also that's the same thing it's like what I think all these like apps are giving me is the same thing I think like the content was giving me yeah and in the past, you maybe would have spent that much a month on magazines. But yeah, now, I would. Not, the magazines aren't serving you in the way that your yeah. daily mantras are serving you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm, I'm mocking. I shouldn't mock. Like, I do think this stuff is, like, really valid and it genuinely works. Well, but I, just, I don't know whether I, like... You're definitely would. manifesting a lot of money for the 
person that runs the app. Mm, so like, that's so true. But then I, I do think like if I pay £20 for an app and I'm like, I love it. Like I know it's not good. I, I know I shouldn't always use cigarettes as like my like ballpark thing. But I'm like, pack of cigarettes is like £15 and I just buy them. But this is very like, like smoker's logic. Me. To people that don't smoke, it's fucking insane that yeah, like, every, every what like twice a week you spend like 20 quid on some cigarettes. And you're just like, yeah, but I smoke. So like to me, I'm just I like, just have to do it. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's a it's very expensive insane. personality trait to have. Yeah, it's literally like a quirk. <laughs> <laughs> That's bankrupting me and killing me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, James Dean. Fun me. <laughs> I think I'm like, what's his name? Like Jack Kerouac. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, so what, do, you, do you like intentionally not or are you just like, your no, bank I'm, account's like, we don't let you have well, any I more subscriptions than this. I, <laughs> if there was... If, I had to subscribe to stuff. It would be like people's Substacks, but there's no one that I like love who had Substack. Like I think it, the person would come first rather than like going on Substack and finding people, which is kind of depressing. Like maybe no, not at all. Like any of them that I subscribe to, and to be fair with the Substacks, I don't actually pay for any of them. I've thought about it with a few, but maybe I have to kind of read it a few, read it a few, and then be like, oh, I actually really, really love and want to support you. Yeah, like, I've not quite crossed that threshold yet into being like oh my God, I need to make sure you keep doing this. Like, I need to need it. But any of them that I found that I do follow is always because I found them through other platforms. I don't really go on Substack and browse. Mm-hmm. Although what is quite good as well is then within the Substack, people can recommend other people to you. You'll subscribe to one. It'll be like, this person recommends these guys. Do you want to follow them? And a few times I've just been like, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Because you kind of trust Yeah, you get opinion. so much for free though. If, you, if I couldn't get any writing, any podcasts any content at all for free obviously i'd pay for loads yeah but there's a lot out there do you pay for like netflix or apple tv or any of those no i don't i don't really like tv that's true yeah you're not really a watcher i'm not a watcher at all do you watch youtube mm, i'd rather watch a, a youtube just, but no just love the reels yeah like you don't even love them you just get sucked in yeah but that's not even like i'm not doing that cuz i like enjoy them i'm doing that because i'm like addicted tired <laughs> But like not tired enough to sleep, so I'm like suspended <laughs> in like a very specific state that like is me lying on my back just rolling a through reels, like state. Yeah, like, <laughs> I should either be like a like a sleeper in a bath or like listening to like Enya with candles, ca- <laughs> candles. So what do you think would be? I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be the point where, other than all of a sudden everyone in the world putting everything behind a paywall, which would be sad and weird, I can't quite understand it, like how that would work. What would be the tipping point that would make you subscribe to something, whether that's a magazine, an individual, Bella Hadid's Instagram, whatever it is, what do you think would be the... That would Bella make finally click that, yes, here's my car details. Take three, five, 12 pounds from me every month. Like, I consent wholeheartedly to this. What would be, what would make you do it? Um, free gifts. Well, this is one of the things that I was going to say that I really remember, like from childhood. And then I swear it still happens sometimes as teenagers. But did you ever get the such victims of marketing? Do you remember the Sabrina the Teenage Witch magazine? Oh, yes. And love, the first, love, love. The first few episodes, you get, it'd be like, this week's a pound and you get this cool jewellery box. And the next week you get this lipstick and then you get a belt. Well, and same whatever. with like sugar and shout. And then it all mid, goes up to I like love. eight pounds. But also it's like, um, I think also like the interactivity of it, like there was like flow charts, like there was like, 
a centerfold. Like you were posters, getting like something posters. which you could like actually play with. Like play what, with. What is this? <laughs> even, like let's not pretend that like grown ups don't love like stuff to play well, what with. What was what is do. that like really 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 great magazine that I've completely forgotten the name of? Like one was like a record. They're all like gimmicks, but like amazing gimmicks. Visionaire was like so popular. It's very yeah. very expensive. I mean, you say popular, but. Well, maybe not popular. Idea. Yeah, but like the people who know it, like love it. Is it cultish? I don't know. I mean, I would say so, but have they closed? Did they still make it? I was trying to find out, and they seem to like not have. A, they seem to have still have an Instagram. They don't have like a website or anything. So I gather they've possibly stopped publishing. So even selling these no magazines idea. for a thousand dollars a month, not a thousand dollars, like a thousand dollars for an issue, but like the issue is actually like a weird conceptual vase by Jeff Koons. Like, well, I don't think yeah. that, like, <laughs> stuff like that. It's like a record or like Diana Freeland's memos or something like that. Like incredible. But it's, um, like, this one here is a scented, a scented candle by, by Bruce Weber or something like cool. Yeah. I love it. But, but it's like, um, how do you do the attainable, yeah, more mass version of that? How adults love to play. Yeah. But you can do that on like, well, um, didn't Fran Burns do Perfect Magazine? And that no, was print. Kind of... It was called Print, was it print? wasn't it? Was yeah. Perfect. Perfect to the Katie Grand one. Oh, yeah. They all sound so similar. Anyway. Yeah, but Print and but have print like posters it, yeah. and jigsaws. I love in this big box. But it probably didn't make money. Otherwise, they'd probably still keep doing it. Yeah. I'm sure it's just like a passion project. And the same with this. But Cause I there thought... has to be a middle ground. There has to be somewhere between yeah. Visionaire and like Pogs. Like there has yeah. to be somewhere like straight <laughs> out the middle. Well, I feel like an adult <laughs> version of like these are kind of adult versions of like the Beano or like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or like these annuals that make you like fucking excited I always wanted to be teenager. a member of like the fan club of like S Club 7 or like whatever when I was a kid and be like one month you get like a bad next month you get like stickers I feel like there's definitely some kind of subscription like digital media like behind like a locked door also occasionally gets physical stuff sometimes you get mags there's definitely a way of yeah, it's like a, a cool doing, exclusive yeah. club where it'd be like even if it's like oh my god like we collaborated with this brand on this amazing pair of tights and like everyone's like oh my god you've got those tights that like you can only get them because you already subscribed and it's like what leave those people boxes for those fucking boxes that people have started doing what like like a graze box or like the oh. the makeup ones where you get all the samplers or whatever but do you like oh a no what like a, like a bunch oh of, like the heat box the thing. heat boxes yeah this yeah. is kind of that but again it's like the, it's the, not something you get once a month and are like oh lovely come I to my door I think they're a flash in the pan though I don't think that business model is going to necessarily work because it can only scale so far when it's like who is it that's rich enough to spend a grand a month or yeah. a grand every two months on this box but also doesn't care what's in it no I I think. The way it would work is it has to be something that's like exclusive and it could be, oh, we're going to work with Mew Mew, but we're going to do an exclusive with them. And is it that they will make, I suppose this did happen sometimes where you get like a shit, like, oh yeah, here's a pair of like Michael Kors sunglasses with your like red magazine, but they're like mass produced crap. But there's a middle ground surely where it's like everyone's obsessed with like the Mew Mew, like mini skirt. Well, maybe this this month you get a little pair of like Mew Mew knickers with a little label on them and they're not as like premium and gorgeous as the ones they sell in the shop for 400 quid. Or even I'd say like, um... Like a Mew Mew like transfer tattoo or well, yeah. something like actually like you were getting like but sugar you, magazine. You might pay 50, 60 quid a month if you knew that you might get this month, you get a little pair of like Mew Mew knickers, a great mascara, a pair of socks from this person, like a cool like art print poster that doesn't exist anywhere else. That's like, and everyone, I think a lot of people would pay like 100, stuff. 150 for that. Yeah. Because if, if they know it's going to satisfy their like shopping urge more than like fucking going to Zara or like spending all their waking minutes in charity shops. Yeah. People spend a lot of money on like throwaway stuff that if it was directed in the right way, I feel like the idea of being exclusives is really mm-hmm. fun and interesting. But the fact is that stuff is so expensive to do unless you're doing it at scale. Yeah. Hence the visionaire being a grant. But it's fun. 
like I want this to exist I'm like talking about it now and I'm like oh my god this feels like such a cool thing and yeah it might also just be like well also there's stickers and there's this or tattoos whatever people love that shit too yeah just like little gems or like and it doesn't always have to be brands it could collaborate with like cool yeah influencers or models or you wouldn't even need to if like the magazine itself had like enough was like good enough branding like if you had a magazine it was like well branded like good logo like people loved it as its own entity like you could have cool magazine like shoelaces and you wouldn't have to have every month like but it's more the magazine is just a branch of the lifestyle brand kind of thing it's it's like a fan club i suppose but you're just whether it was like the magazine was just the vehicle for like the cool things you get in it or it was actually also a magazine with cool things attached yeah i suppose it's ultimately for the this sounds like a very sterile and like a businessy thing to say but it's ultimately like what is the value proposition for the end user or for the advertiser you know Mm. It's ultimately... That literally made my brain be like, high in the sky. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and then no. now I'm like, bring back centerfolds, bring back centerfolds, bring back torso of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you've noticed as the poor nurses are all cuddled up in the hospital beds. We've not been quite as uh, diagnostic and quite, not quite as heavy on the old prescribing as usual. Yeah, the curtains don't match the drapes, unfortunately. Today we're the patients. I <laughs> <laughs> love how that kind of makes sense. <laughs> but we thought we'd go back to an old-fashioned hospital classic of a treat, diag... Treat? What's it called? Triage, diagnose, euthanize. Uh, uh, tri- the old lovely triage, the um, discharge, treat, euthanize, which but, even we don't fucking fully understand. Yeah, so. we've got no idea what it means. So snog, marry, kill, yet again. Perk yeah. us up in our little hospital beds. We're going to do f- a free gift round of magazine. Going gifts. on about the lovely gifts. So, proposition for you snog, marry, kill. Temporary Mew Mew tattoo. Ooh. Carl Archibald Pestis Ooh. Or a centerfold of Nicola Peltz. <laughs> which is what they would actually do. Which <laughs> is the most plausible <laughs> of any of these. You'd be thinking you're going to get something really amazing. You'd be like, ooh, I'm going to get a Mew Mew transfer tattoo. But then you'd be like, Nicola Peltz poster <laughs> A1 to go in my living room <laughs> above the fireplace <laughs> just a speech bubble like I love my husband <laughs> no offence to husbands um, <laughs> I would marry the Mew Mew tattoo because even love is temporary yeah snog the Nicola Peltz poster but I would make sure I like cut out a picture of Robbie Williams face and like glued it on top and then <laughs> Um, and I'd kill the Carl Lagerfeld pair suspense with my car. By my driving YouTube over channel. Your car for, the, for the content. Please subscribe. <laughs> Which pairs dispenser do you want me to run over next? <laughs> Comment below. Next week, I'm going to throw one out of my aeroplane with a parachute. <laughs> little Mutual Prada pairs dispenser, like. <laughs> yeah, next week. Little triangle on the parachute. <laughs> Yeah, it's like next week I'm going to throw like my my Mark Jacob one off my yacht. I'm going to get it to be eaten by an English bull terrier. <laughs> that was a Neville reference, FYI. <laughs> First one of the episodes. My shoe pay best spent out of my Formula One car. Like... <laughs> oh my god, I actually can't see. <laughs> Um, not one for me. Yes. So these are good things that are going to be stuck to the front of your magazine. Okay, Coming nice. through the door. <laughs> Balenciaga trainers. Because they can't fucking give those away nowadays. <laughs> pedos. <laughs> <laughs> Who's she going to call a pedo next week? Andrew wearing them. <laughs> um, a Lua 
survey branded fish in a bag. Okay, yeah, very good. I'm playing cards with Rick Owens and Michelle Lamy doing the Kama Sutra. <laughs> Oh, these all sound like kind of plausible. I feel like, I don't know who, what magazine is going to start doing this, but I, I, this all feels quite... Uh... Yeah, the third one especially feels very plausible. Yeah, this feels quite like when they try and do like a low budget version of the heat box. This is what it's going to have in it. Mm. Now, uh, I feel like we're giving away some very good ideas here. Right? Are we going to get hired as like... Now, you were aware of this because you were with me at the time. There was like one pair of Balenciaga trainers that I quite liked because they were like my colour palette. They were like pink and yellow. Yeah, we were lo- looking at them in Harrods together, which in itself is very funny. Like I'd have those for free. I wouldn't buy it. But then I don't know if I would because I don't want to, I don't want someone to look at me and be like, oh, That's she's Prince the type Andrew. of person that wears Balenciaga trainers. Mm. Now I find it's a controversial thing to say. I find it kind of, the idea of wearing Balenciaga now, I find it more appealing, but like not because I'm like, not because I'm like attracted you're to children, nonce. but because I just love being a contrary, annoying, like edgelordy bitch. Yeah, do you reckon no one's buying Balenciaga trainers at all anymore then? Uh, Kering said in their reports that the sales are like way, way down. But then like... But I nobody th- cares for long, do they? Because like... I still have a safe search on Vestiaire for one of the Cagol bags and they're not getting any fucking cheaper. They're not, there's not more of them getting listed and there's fucking loads of them out there somewhere. Yeah. But like... Well, it's like last week, it's like, what, Adidas has re-signed with Kanye West, the Yeezys, whatever. Of course they did. And um, Johnny Depp as well with um like that Dior perfume is like so the highest of all time fucking stupid like people say they like, like no none of these people become like billion dollar corporations by like making yeah they just choices. wait till it's gone and then they're like right but anyway what was the remind me of the other option oh a, 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 a fish in a bag is it live or dead great question depends when in the month you buy it mm, okay <laughs> lovely is it battered <laughs> I suppose that's an option. Another one for the YouTube. I, I deprived my Loewe fish in a bag. Now, this is such a good YouTube channel. <laughs> now, I do, I'm not really a Rick Owens fan. I don't really get it. I understand why people do get it. It's a bit of like a weird cult. Like, But I would say, at least if you get that, you know you could sell it for like loads on Grailed. Yes. Yeah. You could also probably sell the dead fish in a bag for loads on I'm Grailed I'm not sure whether, well. but this isn't Snog Mary Resell. This is Snog Mary <laughs> You can't sell any of them on grailed. <laughs> I'll snog the dead fish. Love that. Wait, yeah, I'll snog the dead fish. No, no, I'll kill the de- fish is already dead, so I get to avoid murder. So the fish is already dead. I will marry the Balenciaga trainers because I actually do quite like them sometimes, and ultimately would obviously have to have a threesome with Michelle Lamy and Rick Owens because they're teaching us how to do the Kama Sutra. Kind of a good story, I suppose. I don't actually want to do it. They creep me out, but gorgeous. Thank you for listening all the way through. Let us know if you want to snog, marry or kill us. (laughs) (laughs) Say that you want to marry us. And let us know and we can answer your proposals in next week's episode. Along with... Send us your problems and we'll answer them. We keep forgetting, but... You keep forgetting to tell us, but put it on your to-do list. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs>